0: Have Andrew Cousins, um, who I consider a good friend and known, I've known Andrew for over 15 years now. Andrew to me is a real maven, a man who's curious in all manners and he takes his curiosity and he funnels it into business. So in that process, Andrew Cousins is a business coach. He has been now for a, a number of years originally worked with, with companies like Deloitte's and one of the words that i would use to describe Andrew is pioneer he's always pushing in to some new venture so he's in the, the dot-com area he's taking companies through that he, he's working now with companies and with individuals who are looking for breakthrough and he's everything that he reads, he he analyzes, he studies, and Andrew is Mr. Action. So Andrew is today going to talk to us or tell us something about resilience in business and what it takes to to be a resilient business owner and what it takes to to be a resilient business. Andrew, welcome.
1: Thank you, Johnson. It's It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, even remotely in these strange uh, online times, but it's, it's great to see you again.
0: Yeah. So, Andrew, from, from your perspective, can you tell me what the reality of resilience looks like?
1: For me, um, resilience really starts with your you, you journey through life and I'd, I'd summarise it. It's about awareness. It's about awareness of how things actually work and what is required in business. And it's very much about the environment we put ourselves in, our physical environment, um, uh the people we associate, environment, our workspace and environment, and what are the influences on, on, on our life. Because if, if I look back to um, books in history like the Greek Stoics or the Bible or people fundamentally haven't changed, the world's changed enormously.
0: Yeah.
1: So if you, for me, it's been a journey around understanding human nature better and how business works because people coming out of schools are totally ill-equipped to be running their own business. They're basically still taught how to be good employees. So we're preparing people for a world that doesn't exist to a degree. And certainly since COVID, there's been an explosion in the UK of new startup small businesses. It's something like nearly 900,000 businesses in last year were set up in the UK. So there's this huge hunger to be in business, but they're ill-equipped.
0: And so what, what's the some of the characteristics of somebody who's employee-minded versus um owner-minded? That
1: that that's a great question. And it, it, it it's really a journey. I use a model and you can look it up called the identity iceberg, where we only see, let's say, 10% of a person, we only see their behavior and their results. So in order to to make that journey uh, from employee to business owner, there's usually a step in between that. That's usually the step from um, employee to self-employed. Yeah. So when you're employed and, and you read up uh, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad's really good on this, um, that journey from having a job to actually owning a job. Um, and, and one of the key issues is... When you're employed, you you often don't realize all the benefits you get and the security and safety around you. And once you're self employed, then there's a lot of skills you need to start learning. I'll come back to the iceberg in a minute, but you need to know and understand marketing. Yeah. Marketing to me is the wild west, and 80% of what you do in that space won't work. And that can be very difficult to handle if you don't know what you're doing. And, And another area here is sales how to sell, how to position your product, service, how to communicate value. Another area is finance. Well, the bookkeeping finance, financial forecasting. Another area is leadership and management. So one of, one of the hardest areas for people who start their own business self-employed is, they, if you are managing to stretch out your hands, you'll find you want to hold on to everything in the business. Yeah. And the biggest cause of business failure is not hard lack of hard work, it's burnout. Because all of a sudden you your business needs all these skills. Um there's a great little book called Soar with Your Strengths. I recommend you um you recommend you read because you, you, you will have certain skills and we're all created uniquely for meeting God's image, and there'll be certain things you feel in flow about that you really should focus for yourself. However, your business needs other skills that your business will need to hire people in to help you. And don't try and do it all yourself. Um, it's rather like the, the analogy in the book is a rabbit goes to school and on day one in school, they have running lessons. He thinks it's great. Day two, they have running lessons. Day three, they have swimming lessons. They does not like swimming lessons. At the end of day three, they say, you're not very good at swimming. You need extra swimming lessons stop running <laughs> so in your business if you can get this picture if you're the rabbit make sure you're running make sure the fish are swimming uh, make sure the birds are flying I, I think that's a really really good analogy
0: it is yeah it's fantastic so that that sort of ties in with um to me concepts of idealism versus realism in the marketplace so Yes. my idealistic kind of mindset would be saying, "Yeah, of course, I can swim while I'm a rabbit." And by the way, would you like to see my wings? But in in a, in the real world, come on, there's no way, Johnson, you can do all of these things. But so how how do you you know as from the startup? Okay, you go. You've got the one man band. You've got the the group of three who are. You start. Yes. You've got. Let's say you've got to a certain level now, um, and you've got a team of of fifteen. How how does that relate to to kind of like the the resilience piece, where you've got beyond the first few years? Well,
1: that's really interesting. So I I like my uh, ideal clients. I've got to be in business from three years for at least three years. a key thing even if you look at very big businesses they've usually been started by one individual
0: right
1: even the global corporations so i think it's really really important that you hold on to and are really clear on why you're doing your business and if your heart's not in it i'd suggest you go and get a job and so if you imagine um you have lots of problems Problems in life don't go away, whatever you're doing. But if 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 that's if if your problems are, are there, but your vision's small, if you're looking, all you'll see is your problems. But if your vision's really big, the problem won't go. Problems won't go away, but you'll be able to overcome them. It's a bit like if you're in business, you're at the start of a hundred meter hurdle. You you know there will be a load of hurdles, but you keep your eye on the end game. And if you don't like dealing with problems every day, don't go into business. Go and get a job. Seriously, this'll save you a lot of a lot of stress. So
0: yeah.
1: And it's it's there's a great Simon Sinek um, on, on the internet and the power of why. So most businesses go, what we, this is what we do, this is how we do it. But it's that why that carries carries business forward, and it's that why as you scale and grow will it's a a key issue for business how do we keep that entrepreneurial passion and hearts as we grow and it's the i call it what i do heart transplant coaching so i've got to help the founder rediscover often their mojo their heart, then be able to communicate that into their team and the marketplace then you will start to attract really great people and i have a client at the moment who's in archaeology who scaled from 26 to 80 people this year, because they're buying into his passion and what they're wanting to do for not themselves and not only themselves, but for the wider, wider community. So I think it's really important and becoming more and more important. Deloitte's did a global survey where community impact is becoming, and environment, is becoming a much, much bigger issue. And certainly younger people, of wanting to work with companies and and owners who are authentic and real and care for not only themselves and their team but also the the environment and that's a big issue with young people.
0: Yeah, huge, absolutely, so that that idea of um, the why being the lens or the the thing that you've got to keep in focus when everything else seems to be shifting. Yes. So if if I if you lose what what I hear you're saying is you lose track of the why, then it becomes hugely chaotic within within the environment of of your company.
1: Yes, it's. I think also in resilience, you, you have to have or develop an attitude of learning and knowledge. So every day you get was that a success or was it a lesson? what lesson do I need to learn and and we we have a I love the idea of be a person we call it above the point be take ownership be accountable and accept responsibility those are really three great things And, and, and look to avoid blame excuses and denial and if you can just just having that awareness so those, those six points there, I'd suggest anybody listening are worth a million pounds to your business if you apply them in your life. Yeah.
0: Um, and and, some, and yeah.
1: We say it's in for many With Myself, that we're, we are human beings, so we're not machines, but um, somebody, anybody and nobody works for every business in the world. So we try to minimise their impact.
0: Don't try. Don't, don't try and minimise their impact.
1: No, people blame, somebody should have done that. Anybody could have done that. Nobody, so those people are, are everywhere. We need to take accountability, that's mine. I dropped the ball there, I will fix it.
0: So just unpack that a bit more for me. Um, when you say that, it's like, okay, um, just come tie that back into feedback. So feedback to me, is one you're talking about attitude towards feedback i i what can i learn from um, the feedback that i receive but is there um another level that i wonder where instead of me receiving feedback from you me reaching out for feedback so it's like having antenna that go out saying, what is the feedback i'm getting and finding the right feedback, or even asking the right questions to get the right feedback.
1: Yes, I I, was, I like Marshall Goldsmith's model. Um, you, you check him out on the internet. Marshall Goldsmith talks about feed forward. So yeah. let's keep our development looking, looking forward. So in my past, I've played hockey and I played county hockey, and on the pitch, the Accountability is not really to the crowd or the manager or the coach. As a player, it's to your teammates. That's where the rubber really hits the road. And that's why using um in your team 360 feedback where you're getting feedback from your teammates, and you, you can't really ignore that. Um, so when I'm when I'm coaching an executive, I'm, I I bet on 360 feedback. And then I work with the, the executive or the business owner, and we score it every three months. And the score, the progress of the coaching is based on the scores from your peers on the pitch.
0: So that sounds like, well, there's no hiding there because it's, no. it's there in black and white. It's in front of you.
1: Yes. Now, now the, the sorting outs done off the pitch with the coach and the manager so after Man U got hammered 5-0 by Liverpool I'm sure there was a few (laughs) few off the pitch (laughs) discussions I just thought it was interesting as a sports person um but but you don't want to let your teammates down yeah And, and 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 the idea is if the owner the founder has communicated his passion and Set the rules of the game, this is how we do it here, because everybody coming into a business will have ideas from their other business, so we need that strong leadership, and we need you need to have that common goal, and that goal for the business is often a goal, but it 's not common. nobody knows about it to so really publish that, get people involved, then you've got to have some rules of the game what what game are we playing? What are our rules here on this pitch, and that's, that's the leader's job. So you have to develop your identity into becoming a leader. And then do we have an action plan? Do we have a plan? We're a big fan of 90 day plans. Have a 13 week plan, have a daily plan. And then do you support risk taking? And this is a big one nowadays because in the past, it's been very much a, in the last century it was a command and control structure, but that doesn't work anymore. So you've got to support and encourage risk taking, but within the boundary. And so you develop this culture, this, yeah, we're all playing soccer or, well, actually these three are playing lacrosse and these playing rugby league and, or she. And the leader has to grow. And a key key thing is to to get results, learn to get results through other people. And that's one of the biggest jumps for the entrepreneur. Mm. Nobody can. You think nobody can do it as well as you can, and if I have to do it properly, I have to do it myself. And you end up running around in circles, being the lowest-paid person in the company.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You've not learned to. Well, you've got to learn to trust yourself and then to trust your team. So because
0: that 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 word keeps coming through. Um, two words to me. One one is team, and the other is community. So yeah. your your team around you is is the success engine yes um, and when i think about it, i think about it in terms of psychology of, of saying well am i um, secure enough to let go of of control can i can i trust other people what happens if i give you the ball and you drop it all these, these sort of questions that are, are based on individuals but Hugely linked to the community that surrounds you.
1: Yes, and and the I suggest daily habits right. and the practicing. So some years ago, the coach showed me a he got a playbook of how Barcelona train their players, and it looks on the pitch very natural. It flows. However, back in the training room. It it was zonal. You're in this bit of the pitch. When you receive the ball here, you've got three options. You pass it there, there, or there. When you're there, everything was drilled down to the smallest detail and practised. And we we all go through that four levels of learning. We start with level one. I um, I don't know what I don't know. That's a great place to be uh, because there's no responsibility. But then in terms of being a leader or developing a skill, then you become consciously incompetent you become that's level two you're away you're not very good then you have to make a decision do i want to develop this skill so that's that takes determination practice effort and feedback and then you become consciously uh consciously competent it's a bit like when you're learning to drive a manual car you know when you first get in you go you know two feet and three pedals no chance and then you start looking at the gears shift when you're changing, and there's all these other things. But you keep practicing, and then it becomes easy. So at that level four, it's that unconscious competence. And that's where you want to be, because when you're at that level, it's taking less energy to do things. You, you develop a flow for it. So,
0: so, you yeah. so as, as you're, you're speaking, the thing that, that comes to my mind So one of the words is habit, and the habit of developing a habit of constantly learning, constantly being curious about, um, not taking, let's say, not taking one way of saying, it's not taking for granted that one plus one equals two. So we we made increased profit of 20%, and this is the reason why where it may not be that's the reason why you, you've made the profit that you've made this quarter. So it, it's about the attitude of the learning attitude yeah. habits it's around learning and, and that.
1: I, I think too many business owners focus on the result,
0: but yeah. the end,
1: end result is a result is determined by the steps and the processes on the way. So we, we have a great model we use for Developing sales, marketing, cash flow is called the five ways. So, most people know how many customers they have, what their sales is, and what their profit is, and they focus on that. But that's a bit of a uh, an, an illusion because you need to be focusing on number one, your marketing plan and lead generation, which you can work on, and secondly, your sales process or conversion rate. So, if you develop your skills in that area, so you'll sell more. You'll sell to more people who inquire, thirdly, your average sale value, and if you start measuring these things you'll and working on them in your plan, you'll find things transform then the number of transactions the number of times people come back and finally your margin so we get clients focusing on all five of those areas then then the customer' sales and profit are a result of that right so if you, that if you, set, you set your plan out step by step and make sure you, you uh, there's ownership, accountability and responsibility, good communication and support and just execute on that. My friend Richard, who was on the board of um, Asda, became MD of Boots and then chairman of Whitbread, said the strategies, in a sense, is the easy bit. Ninety five percent of your success is in the execution.
0: Yeah. But also execution of the right priorities.
1: Yes. Yes. I always think in, in business for a, a a manager role focuses on time, quality and price. The leader's role is to focus on the people. And Michael Gerber in his excellent book, I recommend it for all the small businesses, The E-Myth. So we have three roles. We have a technician. Um, that's the doing of the doing, the thing we like, the manager and the entrepreneur. And, and most people, when they're starting up, focus too much on the technician. They need to develop the entrepreneur in them and the manager to manage the resources.
0: Uh, and I, I guess that the difficulty in that is, is that sometimes one person is not ideally suited to be either yeah. the, the manager or the vision vision carrier.
1: Yeah, that that's why it's a great idea to get some some people around you, whether they're in your business or just you meet up once a month, get 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 fresh input and fresh ideas. And, and I, I think the Stoics, the Greek philosopher, was really interesting. They, they used to say, well, you have an ideal outcome for any situation. That's what you want to happen. But before you go into always consider what might actually happen. Yep. So you're never surprised. And that's why I noticed top business people are never shocked. Because they've thought of all the scenarios. Um uh, Clive Woodward, the rugby coach, call, calls them teacup sessions, which listeners might find helpful. Thinking correctly under pressure. Make sure you build those into your monthly routine. Let's have an hour on teacup. Let's think of scenarios that might happen and how will we handle them. Then when it does happen, you're kind of prepared. There's nothing worse than being on the pitch and getting a total shock yeah. that you won't expect. Like Jonah Lomu appears,
0: how do we deal with yes? How would it do you deal with that big guy when I'm
1: three, three of you? <laughs> yeah. Don't be shot when Goliath walks down the valley.
0: Yeah, but so just to to, to segue a little bit, I, I'm thinking that at presently, um, you've got a business and it needs to be resilient, but a resilient business. Is dependent on resilient employees or resilient associates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and where, where we in, in momentum are saying, well, well, yeah, a lot of the, the, the talk or the headlines is about businesses resourcing your workforce, be it in areas of mental or physical or financial well-being. But in in practical terms now, how, how does that work for a small organization? Well, is that
1: possible? I I, I think it starts with awareness for the owner. So a simple model that listeners might like is B, B, E, multiplied by do equals have. Yeah. Just take that. So decide what it is. Your business isn't your life, I'd suggest. Your business is a vehicle to give you the life you want to live. So what we help people do is build a systemized, scalable business that actually works without them. However, let's assume a typical example in a smallish business, I want to have a lifestyle, usually a five bedroom house in the country and holiday. head, And it's usually worth about two million, let's say. That's where we start out with a small business. So if that's 100 percent, the B, we score the, the owner's identity out of 10 right now today. Out of 10, in the context of being a person who will attract two million pounds, what's your number in your life? And it's usually about two, two out of 10. Multiplied by out of 10, the do, well, they usually know their business or industry quite well. That might be a six or a seven. So two times seven is 14. Your have is 100. That's the coaching gap. So the issue is not, not usually around knowledge in the trade. It's about you as a person, because and so the, you have to look in the mirror. And this is where coaching helps a lot. Your business will only scale to the level of your identity. And there's a great book, Marshall Goldsmith, what, what got you to here generally won't get you to there. You have to be open to change and growth. And I'd suggest constructive pressure, which a coach can bring the market pressures often not constructive, but have people alongside you to walk with you because you you can move faster on your own, but you'll go further together.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: And it's a move from I've learning this myself, move from me to we.
0: Yes. And that that's a big journey. Um yes. that's a huge continuous learning journey. Yes.
1: And I uh, I learn more about myself by coaching others. So teaching is a great way to learn and grow.
0: So in, in terms of that, that be, do model, it's like that. So you start with the awareness of where you are and what's the gap. And he's saying that you then try and apply that into um, the gaps in your employees or your associates. Yeah. So a, a typical one in
1: order to, I need to build a two million pound business. I'll need, I need, I'll need 20 people. What will your business look like when it's finished? 20 people. Well, I'm not much really sure. looking at you now, you've got the business you deserve. So, what kind of person are you going to need to grow into to attract quality people? What are some of the things you're going to have to learn about? Some psychology, some how people make decisions. A massive one is emotional intelligence. So what are some of the skills on the icebergs, skills I'm going to need to learn? Delegation, situational leadership, emotional intelligence, behaviour, understanding people's behaviour, how people make decisions, for example. You can't, very hard to do that on your own. It'll take you five times as long as as having a coach, a mentor, a, a team of advisors around you.
0: So for me, the the, the model that I remember hearing about some years back was was the mastermind model, where you get groups of people around you who you can trust. And that's a big word, trust. Yes. You can share life with, or you can um, speak in a focused way. Um, People who are not necessarily friends, but who are informed, educated, and willing to to invest in others yes. and for you you and i know that uh, you can speak into each other's life on a basis of where where is your skills and knowledge that that can align or fill the, some of the gaps that i have or point me in a direction yes um and so that that then i think what you're saying is would inform the the actions that you take so come back to your employees were how am i resourcing um my employees to be mentally resilient or financial well-being if if i've never considered that for myself i can't consider that for anybody else i think that's very true i think it
1: it, it being authentic as a leader is really really important so it is that um don't do as i say do as i do So when I when I talk to clients about having a dream board, I've got one up here. Yep. My friend David, who you know well, has a has a dream board in in an A4 book that he carries around with him. Um, and many of those things in his dream book have become become a reality. Are are you exercising? So for me, I go cycling every morning. Learning new skills. So I'm learning to play the guitar. More with enthusiasm than skill. So you as a leader, what are you doing that you're asking your team to do? Um, There's a great book, Mir- Miracle Morning. It's a great book around habits.
0: Uh, Hal Elroyd, I think it was.
1: Yes, and uh, Atomic Habits as well. They're great. So yeah. so how you set your day up. So I, I, I read, reflect, play music, run them on a the webinar. So by nine o'clock comes I'm bomb proof.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. And I really am. And I've, I've, I have, I'm focusing on my 90 day plan. I know why I'm doing it because there's my vision board, and that, keep, that keeps me going. And I think a, big, a difficult one for me coming in, I came from a transactional background of finance, accountants, say qualified accountant, Adidas, Deloitte. Da, 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 da. That's kind of the hardware in business, the software is the people. So it's understanding people's beliefs because. You, you, we're all created uniquely so you have a real calling in your life and what's there's a gap between where you are today and where you want to get to and we call that interference so it's um the way to look at that is a script every day of your life there's a script been laid down subconsciously of who you think you are what you can do and what you can't do so we then help you look at beliefs your be- your, be- your beliefs you have are affecting what you do so yeah. I used to think the sales were the antichrist because I came from finance. But I reflected the other week and I, I realized <laughs> I've sold over a million pounds of coaching in my journey. So yeah. maybe sales isn't so bad and I'm quite good at it. So it's it's hard to do yourself. Yeah. But if you have a daily habit where you reflect at the end of the day, what triggered me today? What made me angry? What made me happy? Well, what's behind that? The good thing about beliefs, once you become aware of limiting beliefs we all have that hold you back, you can then address them and you've become free. Literally, it's freedom. And there's a lot of businesses, owners, are held back by what someone at school told them about, about themselves, you'll never be good at this or that, or a teacher or, or a sibling or a bad experience in life. So that's where having outside help can really help you become more resourceful with the software in your life
0: that that's we seem to be circling around this idea of, of others and, and others and people in your life and yes people speaking into your life and the the, the attitudes around that um, learning sharing creating i think in
1: today's world as well especially for young folks everyone has an opinion nowadays yeah And I think it's important that you learn by making mistakes to discern what's an opinion and what's wisdom being spoken into your life. And I don't think there's a shortcut for that.
0: So are you saying that? that, I'm sorry, you just have to go out there and fall over every time? And
1: yeah, but the the, the key, the key, falling over. I'm now going to fall over to 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 become somebody worth two million and I've got three of us at the moment, I'm going to have to take some knocks. If you don't want to do that, have a nice, steady job. Don't take the entrepreneur route. 30% of people I meet, I advise them to go and get a job. You're going to get the knocks. That's where you grow. And we will all have had people who promised XYZ, especially in the world of marketing, but didn't deliver.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we live in this little bubble this ideal bubble many of us but it's not the, the the world of business is very efficient it will make bring you face to face with yourself and if you don't like like what you see in the mirror the good news is you can change it really hard to do by yourself you get some help
0: and i think that that's one of the, the key reasons and why why you do what you do is, is that you actually love helping people.
1: Yes, and, and I have a coach every week. Richard has been great.
0: Yeah.
1: Sometimes tells me things I don't want to hear. But help, like help, helps me grow. And as long as you, we, we, like you said, that trust is so important. And if you take risks, um, but within the boundaries, and then take time to reflect every day, what am I learning, what am I growing, what am I struggling with? And the things things, if you look back, not, not I haven't got to where I want to go, but look how far I've come things I used to worry about, just easy now, because I've been through those four levels of learning.
0: So just, just expand a little bit um, on the take risk bit. Um, what, what does that mean in, in terms of, so you, you, your, your organization is now worth 2 million, 50 million, whatever it is, whatever the figure is. The question then is, how, what does risk look like? what's some kind of the, the principles of risk-taking that you, you would say to people?
1: Well, risk-taking is looking at your desired outcome, what I want to do, and, and the universe isn't delivering that to you. And in order to do that, I'm gonna have you, your business is gonna to have to step out of its comfort zone. Because if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll keep getting what you've always got. So most businesses, doing one year 10 or 15 times they're getting by but in order to do that there's no guaranteed outcome so it's best to have folk with around you who can help help you evaluate risk
0: where would i find these people how how do i it's 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 the how bit i'm trying to get to how how do i andrew i've got 200 pounds in my bank account uh, or two million the figure doesn't actually matter because the figure will be always be a figure but Yes. It's the level of risk that i want to take with with my either 200 pounds or my $2 million. Yes. so
1: so it is it's quite a biblical one before you in, embark on any endeavor count the cost do run your tea cup sessions am i prepared to invest borrow Hundred pound, thousand, five thousand, ten thousand, to to get to that, and and um, people with an employee mindset tend to look at things as an expenditure. It's going to cost me. Entrepreneurs look at opportunity as an investment opportunity, but it's a calculated. It it, it happens early on in the film Gladiator where the the cavalry are lining up in the woods and the Germanics are there and a couple of the guys are going wobbly and uh, Russell Crowe says, yeah, the risk is acceptable.
0: Yeah,
1: Charge. (laughs) (laughs) It's good having little scenarios from films and things. It's
0: very good. I I like that. It really helps. uh, But
1: somebody's got to call it. Yeah and 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 you're the leader And look look at the d-day landings Mm. talk about risk yes and waited the weather changed and then he said let's go let's
0: go for it
1: after a national day of prayer incidentally
0: yeah
1: but that's that's why it's it's churchill kept going he made a lot of mistakes, but he kept going kept going when nobody else was yeah and that's where that resilience determination persistence
0: yeah
1: persistence entrepreneurs will find a way a way how to do it no matter how dark it looks and it doesn't get more dark than 1940 people who have let will give up and and because for you to grow anything to grow pressure's got to be on but healthy pressure so as a leader you got to learn how to with your people and they're all different Sometimes I'll need supporting, and sometimes I'll need challenging. But if you're supporting and challenge, you're challenging them all the time, they'll, they'll leave. So exactly. you've got to learn that emotional intelligence, how to grow. It's like growing plants, growing the garden, grow your people, help them push through the, the difficult times. But what we don't want is what I call textbook heroes—guys and girls who've read all the books and never actually run anything or taken any risk. Of. Mm-hmm. So have people around you who've taken some knocks but but not just the knots what lessons have they learned from that the value is what what lesson have i learned from my past
0: so these people that you you will be looking for or attracting would be people who are able to articulate the learning and the reflection
1: Yeah. this is a situation this is what i learned this is what i'm doing now
0: yeah yeah
1: But, but, but sometimes You don't need people who've been through the mill. I was talking to a top marketing agency in Leeds yesterday. We were joking. uh, uh, Average age, I think the number in the UK last year, and um, average age, 27. So we need new skill set, e.g. for me, social media. He said average age in my social media team is 20 so you don't necessarily need people who've been beaten up in life sometimes you need people with new skills into a new world we're looking at now the world of cryptocurrency is going to be
0: yes massive potential
1: i also think a good awareness tool for listeners johnson is, is that product innovation curve understanding where is this product in our business in the marketplace is it early adopter is it Going to have momentum? Is it tailing off? And I think innovation is going to be even more prevalent and important um, in in the years to come. It's it's a key part of competitive advantage. So we all have to keep reinventing ourselves. Yeah. So it was horrendous for me when the internet came in. This is how old I am, and everything I was selling became freely available on the internet. <laughs> I'm learning, and it's a
0: you, you weren't selling um encyclopedia Britannica at the time. Right?
1: <laughs> we sell information, ideas, yeah. things. That, yeah, so, uh, uh, and when Covid hit was bit, again, I'm part of quite a big team. We were able to come together and put out last in the March, uh, a, a, we saw this as five phases, and that helped clients stop panicking and ourselves. Yes, And to manage it through, so we're following a system, a process, a way of learning.
0: So what we've been talking about to date is is mental processes. It's it's logic. It's a bit of um, psychology, uh, self-discovery, risk-taking. Speak to me about um, resilience in terms of your, your own spiritual journey and how does that how does that align with with the business world how does that fit in
1: with my spiritual journey well with adam and eve adam was a gardener so he was working working early on um i think for me we we people are mind body and spirit and certainly spirit was a really undeveloped part of me so i live very much the world it's about what you do there's very little acknowledgement of the bee so it gave me a a depth and a resilience um and um following for me christian principles absolutely aligned with business going the extra mile servant leadership it's all about them not about me yeah
0: um
1: looking after the poor the disadvantaged it's very interesting in, in, in the Jewish community back in the day, and it may still be the, the case that every seven years, all debts in the community were, were canceled. And every 50 years, it was even bigger. Yeah. So what, what a very great idea for a community. So the idea of people bidding lifelong debt was, that's just yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, and for me, part of my vision and moving forward is if you make your business not about you, but something bigger than your house and you're helping others and making a difference in the world, that, that helps me enormously um, get through things for sure. Um, and it gives me depth and roots. And I've been through a lot of storms, some of which, you know, um, and, and, and having good people around me and um, a value system to anchor on. I, I, for me, sometimes I, I, I only become aware of a value when there's a crisis. So, uh, in my dot-com days, there was an opportunity to, uh, and I was short of cash, but I've been put onto this NASDAQ board. And there's an opportunity to sell, make a hundred thousand pounds, and I was the finance guy. But because it was against the rules, I didn't. I wouldn't do it. Mm. So I walked away from a hundred grand when I had a young family.
0: And that's where it's the testing that that brings out the the values that you hold and and the decisions that you make along the way, which are are, are not mental. Yes. It's
1: like a moral, there's a moral dilemma often in business. Yeah. Especially when, if you're under pressure to hit targets, hit numbers, in a finance manipulate results and you look at all the the chaos and the breakdown of the financial system so i i i've been without and i've been with a lot and part of my journey is to help people steer through that yeah because without going too far off but having too much money can cause a lot of problems in your personal life and you see it with the, the crash in 2008 the greed Financial institutions around the world, um, and people lose sense of of what it's all about. So you, uh, for me, I'm aiming to be be a person of value, where I add value to people as much as I can. But I am a lifelong work in progress. That's for sure. (laughs) I'm happy to help anybody, anytime.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic, Andrew. It's been a real pleasure, um, as always. and I know you carry a lot of wisdom within the scars that you've got. And the, the two go together. I like uh, that. I certainly uh, would say to anybody, you know, to, to seek you out. Um, and on that note, where would people find you, Andrew?
1: Um, on LinkedIn, Andrew Customs, C-U-S-S-O-N-S. C-U-S-S-S-O-N-S. For those older ones, you might remember Imperial Leather. It's spelled like Customs. Oh, Jemima has laid another one. So I'm showing my age now.
0: <laughs> and
1: t- talking of dream charts, dreams, in 2015, I had a picture of South Africa, Cape Town on my dream board. Um, in 2020, I didn't know anyone in South Africa. I flew into Cape Town Airport. I met this girl online on a Christian dating site. And as i came off the plane onto the moving pathway the first picture upon the wall in the airport exactly the same exactly the same picture that had been on my wall for five years so be careful what you put
0: on your dream board
1: and get specific when I, I i had a dream years ago to sell a business for a million quid and i said for a million and i sold it five years. did a buy house and turn around sold it for a million it was a million dollars so, Last tip, get specific on your goals. Thank you, John. It's been a real pleasure. Great. Yeah. To see you. All
0: right. We we'll speak again soon, Andrew.
1: Okay. God bless.
0: Gotcha.